and welcome to the part B of the holiness of God. I'm John Pruitt and I'm your host for this very short abridged version of the holiness of God. The idea for the part B segment is to kind of give you a shorter, more abridged version that you can easily listen to within a few minutes versus listening to near the nearly hour long episode. You can use this as a refresher or if you don't have time to listen to the hour long, well, here you go. So we leave you no excuse. All right. So we're talking about the holiness of God and it's the first attribute that we're starting with in this series. As we go through all the attributes of God, I mean, I hit all of them, but we're going to try our best to, to cover it pretty thoroughly. So the scriptures teach us that God is holy. It is one of the defining attributes that coexists with all of God's attributes. And what do we mean by attributes? Well, to put it simply, an attribute is a characteristic of God. It is a breakdown of his being, who he is, what he's about. His character and his attitudes all derive from the scriptures. And holiness is one of the most important ones that's mentioned in the Bible because you can say that everything that God does is holy. For example, another attribute of God is the wrath of God. But his wrath is a holy wrath. wrath. To where ours, not so much. So it's very important for us to understand these attributes, and it's very important to understand what is the holiness of God. Now, we're not going to be able to squeeze this in into a 10-minute episode here, so I'd encourage you to listen to the hour long if you can. There's also some resources on our website, isopaministries.org. There's more specifically three articles written by Joshua Lovell that can take you a little bit deeper into the subject. And we would also recommend reading the book, The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. And, of course, you can read your Bible. We always encourage that. So holiness is often defined as meaning moral and ethical purity. And yes, that's part of it when we're describing God here, but it's so much more. The primary meaning meanings apartness or otherness when we say that God is holy. We call attention to the profound difference between him and all of his creatures and his creation. God is set apart. He's not the greatest being among all beings. He is totally separate from his creation. So when the scriptures tell us, for instance, that something is holy or that a person is holy or a time and a place, a thing is holy, it's because it refers to them being set apart, consecrated, or made different by God, by his holiness. And today we see it even more prevalent through God in the second person of the Trinity that we are made holy through his son, Jesus Christ. So God's holiness speaks of his position or relationship to his creation. Everything that is holy is made holy by God. He transcends beyond 
all and every creature. Just a few scriptures to look at here. First Samuel chapter two, verse two says, "There is none holy like the Lord." Isaiah six, one of the most popular verses of scripture to describe the holiness of God, beginning in verse three, we see here the the seraphim, the angels, who were flying around in Isaiah's vision of the throne room of throne room of God. And they have six wings because they're in the presence of the holy God directly. They needed extra wings, two to fly with, two to cover their faces, and two to cover their feet to protect them from the radiance and the brilliance and the majesty of God's holiness. And they cried out, verse 3, and one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And in the original Hebrew text there, when something is mentioned three times like this, it speaks of the significance behind it. It really, it's like saying something is was not just big, but something was very, very big. Kind of stresses the importance of how big it was. So this is stressing the importance of how holy God is. It's the only attribute in the whole Bible that is referenced this way. This just kind of gives you an idea of the significance behind God's holiness. Revelations 15 says, For you, O Lord, alone are holy. So, God is holy. The Trinity, the Godhead, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Trinity. The Holy Lord is a triune God. Jesus is holy. The Holy Spirit is holy. God the Father is holy. So all around, one of the defining attributes of God is holiness. So what does it mean when the Bible says that we are holy. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 through 16, it says, But as he called you, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So what does that mean? While living on this earth, Christians have to fight the desire of sin. So we're called to be obedient children, separated from evil in all that we do. We are to be holy. Peter's calling back to Leviticus 18 here, and he says, but that, but for the, the accords that are with the character of God who who is holy, he has called us to himself. So he has called us to be holy because he is holy, because we are his children. We represent him. We are the light in the darkness. But we must be cautious and not become like the Pharisees and the Gospels 
The word Pharisee literally meant one who was separated. The Pharisees separated themselves unto holiness. But their holiness was plain for everyone to see. They made sure you saw that. Jesus called them guys hypocrites. See, Jesus was the genuine article. He is the one we are to emulate. And another attribute that we'll talk about later is the humility of Jesus. He was humility personified. He ate with the tax collectors. He ate with the, the poor and the needy. He, he did the things that most people consider him to be a homeless beggar. They talked trash about him for eating with sinners, the Pharisees and the scribes did. But see, Jesus was the genuine article. He was holy. Those other guys were just pretending by outward appearances to be holy. You know, Proverbs 28 and 1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues. The identification of the church with Christ can have a strange effect on people. Especially if we're being hypocrites about things. But even if we're trying to emulate Christ and we're trying to be the best people we can be and we're showing love, we're showing forgiveness, we're showing humility, there can still be those who are hostile towards that. The unbeliever may be hostile towards your presence simply because you represent a holy God. And it acts as a mirror that shows them the sinfulness and their need for a holy God. So consider these things. We encourage you again, like I said, go back, study this for yourself. Look through the scriptures. We have study tools tab on our website, eyesupandministries.org. There's three articles by Joshua Lovell that you'll find there as well that are discussing this very topic. We encourage you to read your Bibles. Study to show thyself approved. This is John Pruitt with Eyes Open Ministries. God bless and keep reading those Bibles.